What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Arcade Podcast with our brand new equipment. What? It's so crispy. What? New equipment? Well, it's going to get even better over time, but for now, we got the amazing new mixer, we got some microphones, and... I don't know. I'm super excited. They're gold microphones, but John is covering them up with the, some it's fluffy like a, thing. It's a fluffy thing. I think I just took a poodle and shoved it on top of these microphones because that's what people are asking for. That got dark it, it got really dark really fast. I'm John Brents. I'm uh, one of the heads on Team Arcade over here on the experts side, and I'm joined by two awesome co-hosts, uh, one who has been a part of many episodes so far and a new uh, person. So, First of all, the wonderful Howard Pinsky. How are you doing, Howard? Hello, I'm great. I'm so happy we have these crispy microphones. I was listening to the past episodes, and it was just, it sounded like we were in some sort of a tunnel. It was absolutely awful. I just couldn't take it. I just couldn't take it anymore. And a new, new guest who's hopefully going to be a recurring host. Hello, my oh. name's Dan Harvey. Happy to be here and uh, christen this amazing new equipment. He actually smashed a champagne bottle against the equipment as soon as he stepped in the room, so uh, we hope it functions for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> uh, but today is a very exciting day for all Nintendo fans out there in the interwebs, in the world. Nintendo announced, finally, its new console. Uh, I don't know. Who wants to take it? Who wants to talk all about it? Rock, paper, scissors, I, I it, guys. Guess I'll, I guess I'll jump in because I was up at 6.30 this morning waiting for the big announcement, preparing our article on fullscreenarcade.com. That's dedication. Um, I guess we've been hearing about this thing for, gosh, how long? At least a year. Since I was born. Since you were born, you've been hearing about the NX. <laughs> and I think that's what they named uh, a, a section of my mother's uh, uteral lining, I'm sure, was the NX. And that's why I thought about it my entire life. Um, I don't know how to respond to that. That's, hey, you got a kid on the way, so you're going to have to deal with it eventually. I, yeah, I guess. I so. <laughs> but we've been, they've been hearing a lot about it. There's been a lot of leaked photos of the uh, removable controller sides and all these other factors. But we finally have it today. It is known as the Nintendo Switch. It is, and I guess it kind of makes sense because you can switch from, you can dock it to your TV and you can just basically click the controllers back in, grab it, and go on an airplane, apparently. Does it feel a little too uh, on the head calling it a Nintendo Switch? Just like, yeah, you can switch it. It just feels kind of... I think it's fine. I think the the latest rumor was it would be the Nintendo Duo, which isn't terrible. Oh, because there's a two purposes to it, yeah. so they call it a Nintendo Duo. But I'd expect two for the price of one if that were the case, and we know that Nintendo doesn't do that. No, of course not. But I, th- I think it's fine. I'm, I don't hate it. All right. Okay, well, we'll talk a bit about the features here in a second. Uh, Harvey, your first impressions. I was not blown away. I, you know, I'm a big fan of Nintendo. I like you know, the 3DS. I like the Wii U. And I was expecting almost something, I don't know, magical out of the NX. Like, it's been hyped up for so long. And now that we get this final sort of reveal of what it's actually going to be, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of skeptical. Right, honest. right. Well, they, they, they tried to woo us in this initial launch trailer with all the titles we've been waiting for for a long time. Of mm-hmm. course, these, the, there's the new Zelda game, uh, of which the name of it... What's the name of it again? It's, it's escaping me right now. Breath it's, of the Wild. Breath of the Wild, which is I'm glad we have Dan here, because I came up blank on that one. <laughs> right, this is the thing. It's just like, I just think of it as Zelda Skyrim, which is something I want to play. Uh, I saw a great gift today of it's just Zelda Rambo edition, because he likes to shoot arrows into everything and make them explode. Which is fine by me. Right, right. But also in the trailer, we saw a clip of what appears to be a new Super Mario mm-hmm. title, which looked very much like a Super Mario 64 on HD crack, uh, which looked really great. Um, and then also potentially a new Splatoon. 
Uh, or it might just be you can play old Splatoon. I felt like it was just them trying to hype up Splatoon esports. That's not <laughs> yeah. really a thing, and they <laughs> exactly. really want it to be a thing. Yeah. Uh, well, is it currently a thing? I didn't think it really There's is. There's not esports teams for Splatoon. There are, but it's not like you know Blizzard games or Call of Duty or yeah. Counter Strike or something like that. But maybe that's the direction they're going in now that they have better graphics and better everything. Well, my favorite part of it was it felt like a lock the lock-in sequence during Aliens, the second Alien film, where they're like grabbing all the guns off the thing and like yeah. tossing in the magazines and that's what they did for the esports section is just lock in your pad. It's just like in no, no esports scene would they allow them to <laughs> right. bring in their own devices yeah. and adjust. It's the only thing I see is like with the fighting game scene you can bring your own sticks but they still check them before mm. like really any competition occurs. Uh, so I was just like that's that made me laugh really hard. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about some of the features Features of Nintendo's new machine of wonder, which is going to be released in March. Uh, what are some That's of the things soon. about it that you're excited about with this machine? This is a very good question. Oh, you're not really excited. You just you thought about it further, and you're like, this is not a machine I, I really want. did. It just kind of hit me. You're just um, like, oh. I do want it, because it's kind of like, like at the very bare minimum, it's like, it's a, it's a better Wii U. Right, right. Mm -hmm. It docks to your TV. You can play beautiful graphics. Apparently, it's powered by NVIDIA, which is kind of promising. Nintendo's trying not to do their own thing. They just went to somebody who knows what the heck they're doing, and they said, help us do better things, which right. is great. Mm -hmm. Even if I don't take it outside on the go, that's, that's a pretty good upgrade for me. Yeah. Um, it does have those two tiny little controllers, right. which look a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm not feeling that, but it does also have like a... Microsoft Xbox type controller that you can get as well, probably for $190 separately. Yeah, I'm sure it has metal components just like that one too. Well, it, it, it looks identical to the um, the Pro controller they currently have for Wii U is what it looked like, but it, it had lines down the side of it. It looks like it could break apart too. This entire machine just feels like a Lego or Kinect set, which makes me worried that parts are going to get lost, mm. the parts are going to be expensive to replace, because that's how Nintendo and gaming companies function. Right. Your I'm, dog eats your tiny little Donald Trump controllers and you're just right. SOL. That's, you're SOL. And if Trump's not president, we're definitely not going to get that for free back. Well, actually, I don't think we're going to get anything for free if he ends up becoming president, but we'll see. Uh, but it is. Yeah, go for it. I'm also not too sure about the touchscreen or the display. Let's just call it a display for now because we don't know if it's an actual touchscreen or not. And Nintendo has had... Like, the 3DS you can touch. The Wii U you can touch. You can touch your Wii. Um, but it's not... <laughs> I just thought about that for the first time. How have I not thought about that my entire life? Um, that's going to be the title of this episode. Touch your Wii. <laughs> um, you? They, they haven't... <laughs> it's getting worse and worse. Yeah, yeah, I can take it there if you want. These screens have Wanna not switch? been true touch screens like you have on an iPad or an iPhone. They're like... Pressure sensitive, but not in a good way. So oh, I'm wondering yes. if they're going to be like iPad screens where you can like touch and drag and it's smooth. Uh, well, that's what that's one of my biggest complaints currently with the iDevice is I don't know when to press hard. I don't know when to just tap it. I don't know. I'm starting to sound like I'm on a first date or something like that. I just I don't know how to interact with the device. And that's how I've honestly always felt with the Wii U controller in that should I be looking down at this screen? Should I be looking at the top screen? Is it going to be another one of those duo screen experiences for some duo. titles? Duo. There it is. Could have called it the duo. So Missed opportunity. Is it actually a touch screen? Like, do they show people touching it in the video? I don't, I don't believe remember. they did. No, they didn't. I would imagine it is a touch screen because, 
Well, then again, you're, we're talking about Nintendo, so it's very possible it's not. Right. And then I almost hope that it isn't. To be right. Mm. So that way it's, it feels more just like it's, a, it's just an LED or LCD screen, whatever it is. You carry it with you. Mm-hmm. And hopefully it's durable because I think of, you know, the reason they came out with the 2DS is because kids were breaking the 3DSs left and right. How many and people do you think bought the 2DS? Oh, it had to be a ton. Mm-hmm. Six? I hear that a lot of people... Mm, six people? I feel like like uh, when I listen to IGN talk about this, they loved it. Really? Like They were just like, I prefer it because of how durable it is. I can toss it in a bag. I don't have to worry about anything mm-hmm. breaking on it. They're just built a bit more stable. When I look at this device, I'm just thinking, pieces are going to go missing. It's going to break in about half a month. I... I get timid on that, especially with, I'm assuming the price point is probably going to be about $250 to $300. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll be surprised it'll be $100 equipment. Not a chance. Right? So I get worried about these things. As a consumer, as a Nintendo fan, I guess also when it comes to cost, am I going to have to buy back my entire catalog of games that I already purchased for Wii U Virtual Console, I purchased on the Wii Virtual Console, I have on my 3DS... Do I have to buy back everything mm-hmm. again? They didn't really show any sort of interface of like what the online is going to be like, or when you're playing, you know, Breath of the Wild out in the middle of some random farm, like the guy in the video. Do you need Wi-Fi to do that, or is it all saved on the cartridge? Ooh. None of that was really explained in the video. So those are kind of my hang-ups. Oh and yeah, Nintendo's not too bad when it comes to that sort of thing. I have a feeling, and I hope I'm right, that you'll be able to save a lot of that stuff locally on your either device or your cartridge. But I could be wrong, but I'm hoping that's the case. And I, I do think that you'll be able to, whatever games you've purchased in the past for your virtual consoles, I hope that they transfer over. I have a feeling we will be able to. Well, actually, let's talk a little bit about storage because I didn't see an SD card insert on this machine. I'm sure there is going to be some sort where you can do interchangeable storage, but everything is stored in the screen portion is what it appears. Um, Unless it's when you dock it, there's also an additional hard drive that it's connected to. Well, there was that little tiny cartridge they showed like right. sticking a little tiny. Well, it seemed like, and that's why I would guess it'd be similar to the old days of cartridges, and, you know, the Game Boy Advance, and then also with all the previous consoles, where the save state is stored to the battery on the card. Um, but then when I think about just games these days, if they were showcasing Skyrim, that's some tons of gigabytes that's of a big game. Yeah. data. Is that going to be stored on the solo cartridge? Not a chance. It can't be. If it is, I'll be surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what are the storage capabilities of this machine? What is the battery life of this machine going to be, especially if it's that screen heavy, you're going to be carrying it around with you all the time. I think of the battery life on my iPhone. I can't use that for more than you know four or five hours without it going into panic mode, thinking, oh, I won't have a phone to get home. Um, so I get, I don't know, a lot of concerns. Hopefully they're alleviated. I mean, we're going to get this machine before E3, so I'm not going to get hands-on with this thing. No one's really going to get hands-on with this thing unless they do a special at Best Buy like they usually do. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you worry about a product entering market without a chance to touch it? First? Of course, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure we'll be able to go to uh, GameStop and try one out, but if we want to pre-order it and want to get it day one, which of course we're going to do, mm-hmm. we won't be able to touch it. I saw that the, the store was actually, like, the item was listed on, was it on Amazon this morning? They already have the listing up, but you can't pre-order it yet. Which is fascinating because you can't pre-order the Nintendo Classic currently. The NES Classic isn't even available for pre-order. Mm-hmm. So that's coming out in two weeks, three weeks at this point, and 
they announced another product, and who knows if that will be up for pre-sale. I don't know if they're going to try to create a false sense of, um, uh, what is it, exclusivity or like limited mm -hmm. supply? Scarcity. Yeah, right. scarcity, yeah, because they had did that before with the Wii. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I am torn as a Nintendo fan. And there's photos of me hugging my Mario doll in first grade for my first grade photo all over the mm. internet. And it's just like, am I eventually going to have, that, have to let that Mario doll go? Mm. Will I have to place him in the little basket and have him float off at the end of the film <laughs> and never be seen again? I hope not. Because Nintendo, in my eyes, has kind of been diminishing over the last few years. Mm -hmm. Not to say that their consoles aren't great, but I guess their image is just... Not as strong as it used to be back in the good old days of the NES and all that sort of stuff. Well, let me tell you about Nintendo. It's great. It's great. It's huge. And I it's feel great. like this is, their, the greatest. this is their big moment to come back. And I hope it doesn't fail. I, right. You see, that's something we shouldn't be saying, though. We hope it doesn't fail. Because we were so hurt by the Wii U. The Wii U gave us PTSD for future Nintendo consoles. Yeah. There's the birth of that like thought that Nintendo is going to be the next Sega, where they stop making consoles if the NX fails, I think, is kind of where the majority of people sort of stand. Wow. So that's... Ooh. You see, that makes me nervous. And maybe that's why they're getting into iOS and Android apps, to kind of have a backup if the right. NX does fail. Which Hedging I'm, against it. Yeah. yeah, I would imagine they have those same fears that we do. Mm. Maybe they can just pivot onto the iPhone. Right, they're just going to make Pokemon Go and Runners for the rest of history. I, you know, they, it's, it's If it's strange. what works, I mean, that's what worked for Angry Birds for Rovio. Yeah, there's a very good chance that they could make more money selling their classics on an iPhone, or even new games on an iPhone, than they would selling the NX. It's a stretch, but it's possible. And I wonder if they've thought about that, like done the full like market research of, hey... You know, Miyamoto, everybody is just like, look, if we release Mario's, let's just say, one through four, uh, world being the fourth, it's just like, if we just release those on iPhone right now, how many sales will we receive? And because there are so many clones of these games being released out into the iPhone mm -hmm. market, or the App Store, or, you know, Google Store, all the other digital stores, they could own that landscape fully. And I feel like that's what people want of gaming now. They want to be able to take it with them. They want to be able to play it how they want to play it. Uh, so this would be an opportunity for Nintendo to say, hey, you know what? We've been listening to you guys for years. Consoles aren't always the thing. It's the quality of the content. And let's give you the content where you want it and how you want it. I don't know. That'd be a huge shift for them. It would be. But it might be the right shift. Yeah. So Nintendo, if you're listening, we <laughs> highly recommend that you give us a reason to use our iPhones more actively during work. Other than Mario Runner. <laughs> Other than Mario Runner. Um, so, I don't know, final thoughts on the previously, the system previously known as NX. I'm waiting to be impressed. Ooh. That's my final thought. Mm. I, I kind of agree with it. I'm going to be ordering one. I'm going to be pre-ordering it, whatever. Um, but yeah, there's definitely concerns that we brought up, and just like Dan... I want to be impressed. Mm -hmm. I'll have to convince my wife to allow me to have another console in the place. I currently have a console hooked up to every screen in the house. And, oh, I mean, as long as it plays Netflix and Hulu, I think she'll be happy. So we can go that route. All right. Well, in other news that are going on right now, Overwatch, which is what I've been streaming constantly on my channel. You know, Howard's been streaming it constantly. You know, 
Dan has actually been a frequent uh, guest in our broadcast that you tuned into. He often will play a Zenyatta, yeah. uh, also known as one of the most broken characters because of how <laughs> effective he is. So good. It's just spam E, toss discords on everybody, and you're good. Um, there's a new challenger approaching that everybody's been talking about across the alternate reality game that's been across the internet and in all of the hubs and threads everywhere. And that character is known as Codename Sombra. Mm -hmm. A.K.A. Purple Rihanna. Purple Rihanna. <laughs> exactly like Rihanna. <laughs> I'm looking at a picture here. And she does. I mean, there was a leaked photo. Okay, so let's give a little bit of history of Sombra. Who, who wants to start with the lore of Sombra? I don't know. I've, I've been in, in it pretty deep. I don't know. How about you guys? Go for it, John. Okay. So Sombra uh, has been kind of hiding throughout the universe uh, since a few patches ago on the Overwatch system where they started to implement little signs that there was a character interacting with the world of which you were playing within, uh, which then expanded to an online website and a few other things uh, that turned into effectively an alternate reality game. Uh, just a few weeks ago, there was a leaked photo that was associated with the Halloween loot box and the Junkenstein um, uh, special that they were running. Which is amazing. Which is awesome. Absolutely awesome. And we'll talk a bit about that here in a second. The, there was a photo released alongside it, and it was leaked by a group of Russian hackers, which is very timely, considering that's the entire thing associated with the election now. Russian hackers released a photo of Sombra, which is Purple Rihanna. <laughs> and she looks awesome. She has an Uzi or like a small submachine gun in one hand, and it looks like she can control some chips or something with the other. And it's, it's I don't know, it's a sign that she is going to be entering the sphere pretty soon. And there was a timer, I think, associated with the website. Mm -hmm. uh, which ended a few days ago. Which ended a few days ago, which everybody was like, oh, the launch, the announcement's going to happen. Public test realm is up right now, and people are playing on it, and there's changes to the interface. However, no Sombra. So where is she? What is she doing? Is she done meddling with the Hillary Clinton emails? What's going on with Purple Rihanna right now? All right, I'm going to jump in here because I'm, I'm pretty annoyed with this whole situation. Ooh. I totally understand the, the concept of teasing something because that's what we did when we were bringing Arcade back. We created this glitchy image, and over the next you know, week or two, we created some like cryptic messages, and then boom, we launched this has been going on for, what, one, two months? A long like it time. has to be longer than that probably, at this point. I think a lot longer than that. And they probably wanted, maybe, maybe there was a delay for some reason, but maybe they wanted to launch her around BlizzCon, which is just in a few weeks. But that's a long time to be teasing your community about something. Mm. And it just seems like it's going on and on and on. And there's nothing really from, like, officially from Blizzard about this. Mm. Those websites and the internal in within the game they're kind of blizzard put them there mm -hmm. but they're not like nothing on their social media nothing anywhere it's just really frustrating oh all right well it's grinding his gears let me see <laughs> if i can pull up real quick there was a series of emails uh that went around uh in the gaming sphere this morning was it this morning or maybe it was this past evening that were decoded by a user on reddit i want to make sure we give the proper credit here of the person who is saying, oh, wow. This John is, is a, furiously typing on his phone. Yeah, I'm furiously typing to pull this up right now. Where is it? There we go. Lamerico. There's a whole thread about this. All right, so Sombra continued the ARG, eventually leading us to the Lamerico website, where we, quote, hacked into some email correspondence between some employees. 
Now, there was a user on Reddit that goes by uh, Goin Val- Valerian on that ass is the name of the <laughs> user. Um, so, great username. That's... <laughs> <laughs> 10 out of 10. Definitely earned that one. Um, it's almost as good as Moist Fish, who I played with oh, the other day. Oh, oh, yeah, Moist Fish. Oh, yeah. Th- I've had some interesting names in, in my matches. So if you <laughs> just look at my channel, you'll see some of the people I got teamed up with, some of the names in these things. Um, well, there was an image that was created from everybody, which was essentially the, the hero compass uh, with north, south, east, west, all that type of stuff. You can see this on Reddit, um, on the Overwatch subreddit right now. And they eventually go into translating the emails, which states, essentially, the nuclear plant Dorado entered service on November 1st. Um, it's a very special day for everyone in Lamerico. As with activation, we've completed the vision we had in the beginning when we started Lamerico. And we'll be assuming the task of providing Mexico a network of infrastructure worldwide. And it keeps going in, essentially. So what this is showing to me, and they showcase a series of emails that they eventually decoded the username emails into character relationships that November 1st might be our day. Which is weird because BlizzCon is just a few days later. Right. But that's the thing is they could lead into it either uh, I'd hate it if they waited to BlizzCon. Yeah. Something could be hacked on November 1st that affects gameplay that affects certain things happening um, and introduces her. But considering the PTR is live Considering BlizzCon is a few days away after that, it's just like, is Sombra going to wreak havoc in DDoS our games? Sombra is part of Poodle Corp. Yeah, exactly. What if she's not a physical character? What if she's someone who just has the ability to, like, hack into various characters like Bastion Hmm. throughout the map through, like, a device on her phone or something? She just sits in the back or something. Like Spectator's Place. Yeah. Oh, wait, that could be like, um, well, there was a game, was it, um, oh, heavens, was it the new, uh, what was the game that everybody, it was promised to be one of the best RPGs ever made, Fable? Wasn't there a Fable Legends or something where oh, a person yes. played a spectator and dropped enemies oh, yeah. onto them in the, in the beta? Um, so it could be a thing where it's just like, oh, yeah, you're running through King's, King's Row, and next thing you know, oh, the statue's falling over on your head. Got to avoid that thing. Oh, oh actually, your payload no longer functions because the gas has been turned off on it. That would be interesting. I, I, be, I, don't, know, I don't know how you would kill Sombra, but yeah. that'd be really interesting. You can't. Or maybe there would be a, objectives on every map, like, uh, like a console in the wall. You have to destroy the console, and then she would essentially die. Ooh, okay, here we go. Actually, taking down internet connectivity points as you're running through. Mm. So it's just like, oh, she's manipulating all this fear. Gotta somehow control that. We gotta get, oh, now there's new roles in the game. So there's who's gonna control Sombra? Who's gonna keep off the enemy as they're trying to make their movements? Hmm. How do you get through both, essentially? So that way, essentially, you get a jungler, like in League of Legends. Who's gonna deal deal with all the minions? I'm choking up because I'm getting so excited. Um, it's probably going to be, be nothing this epic, yeah, but no. we I can hope so. and we dream. Can hope, we can imagine. Because apparently Blizzard likes to mm-hmm. let us dream for a right. long, long time. And what Overwatch needs is more trolls, more oh. toxicity. That's what we need out of Overwatch. So. Oh, I need more people <laughs> saying GG easy, <laughs> but from a somber perspective. That's exactly what I want. So, yeah, this is, there's a lot of stuff happening with Sombra right now. And it's just been confirmed, as of five hours ago, that... Blizzard is going to have an official esports division for Overwatch. So they're going to have um, essentially their own row of tournaments, official tournaments, similar to 
uh, was it like Dota with the International, um, League of Legends with Worlds, etc. Well, League of Legends controls pretty much all of it at this point. But Blizzard's getting into the game. Have they confirmed whether what console it's going to be played on during these esports events? Well, hopefully not PC, a console. Yeah, oh, hopefully, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I'm sure it'll be PC. Um, Interesting. But from, let's see, let's see if they actually say it here. Uh, nothing stated yet as to which version, but I cannot imagine them running it on no. Xbox or PS4 just yeah. because it seems like those consoles adjust the gameplay, so yeah. it's easier. There's a little auto-aim. Yes. You can actually see, like, in the training zone, if you walk sideways, it'll auto-lock onto one of those bots. No. Yeah. No, well, there you have it. That's... I'm switching to Xbox. Yeah. Hey, it is much easier to play. Much I played easier. a lot with uh, Andre and Katie on there, and they often will send me, but now I'm in such ELO hell with com competition. I have to get platinum at this point. Yes, I am a gold. Yes, I know Harvey placed platinum in his placement <laughs> matches that he was in with me. It is fine. I'm not angry, but I need to get platinum just for my own sanity. Just to rub salt in the room, I'm platinum too. How did you get platinum? Well, I, I was. like I hit platinum a few games after I placed, and then it, I just tanked. But, but I have that badge. So. You do have? Okay, great. Yeah. So I am the only gold noob in here. Thanks, guys. <laughs> You're welcome. I feel great about myself. Good. Uh, so... So I, you know, I need to get out of there. I'm gonna be focused on PC. I could only assume that the professional circle would be focused on PC too. Because you and these microphones decisions. has something in common. What's that? Both gold. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Look, okay. I can't afford platinum microphones. Okay, I can't afford all of you people with your platinums and your diamonds and all these things. Okay, the most I can get is gold. At least these aren't bronze, okay? <laughs> At least I'm not in a match just maining Hanzo and refusing to switch when I realize I can't shoot anything. Mm. Oh, man. <laughs> Which is, happens nearly every match I'm in now that I am being placed with gold and Oh, can we, can we for a second talk about our lovely encounter the other day? Which one? When I was Road... When I, no, I was Reaper. When you were Reaper. That was fantastic. Oh, we were in. Yes. So we were in probably the most intense competitive match. Even though John is gold, we were the most. <laughs> I hate you all. I hate you. It was incredibly intense. I mean, both sides were pretty much pushing the limits on what you can do in competitive. It was the whole game. It was so damn close. Mm -hmm. But there was this one guy. I don't remember his name. I honestly don't care. He was just grinding on us the whole entire game. Note, he started as Torbjorn. Note. Okay. And we were in Route 66, right? That's correct. Yeah, so mm, not a great idea. Um, but on the defense. Whole, yeah, the whole game he was just going off on us verbally over chat. And a lot of it was directed towards me. Yes. So I was playing as Reaper the whole entire game because I do really well on Route 66 as Reaper. And he just went off the whole game. At the end of the game... The, the final cards came up. I had 61 eliminations well, as no, Reaper. This is what he was calling out for. Okay, so we had we were on defense first. He mained on Torbjorn. He was shouting, where's my DPS? Nobody's doing DPS. Where's the DPS? And I'm yelling at the mic, dude, you're supposed to be one of the DPS. Switch to a DPS character. And he's like, well, the rest of you aren't hitting anything. Howard's like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm hitting things. We just need the help. And then we moved to attack, and then we did, we lost that match. No, no, we won it. We won. It was so close. But oh, we won because it. yeah, we were right. We were going right on the, around the corner of the gas station. As soon as you turn the corner, um, so we ended up getting just past their mark. 
Uh, but the entire time he's like, nobody's hitting anything. Why are you guys hitting anything? I'm like, well, you're not either. And then he, he shouted, he's like, well, I'm doing such and such. And then he's like, well, I have more kills or whatever. And then Howard chimes in, he's like, nah, man, I got golds in eliminations and damage right now. And I said, well, I'm on heals and I have golds and everything else, including objective time. What are you doing? And then the cards came up and it showed me as gold or what, I don't know if it shows gold, but it shows me as 61 eliminations and he didn't say a damn word. It was amazing. No, he went silent. Yeah. I, I assumed he would have done a GG easy or something. Maybe it's just like, all right, I'm GG easy. It's just like, oh, I'm coping with some stuff. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I just, that, that, that encounter was fantastic. Um, I had a group of guys that I got teamed up with uh, who... They were very vocal. They were. It sounded a lot like a frat crew. So I was just like, "Oh, this is kind of fun." I'm like in university again, and these guys were like, "Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, we're the best of friends. Best of friends." And we just steamrolled the team. We just went point to point, no delay, knocking out everybody. Incredibly coordinated. We're like, "Dude, we're gonna be best friends forever. This is fantastic." Oh, I remember that. I and was in that match. Yeah, you were in that yeah. match, and we were just like, "Let's cue again." <laughs> Friendship ends. <laughs> it's just like it wasn't that, great. That steamroll was a one-time thing. And it will never repeat again. Uh, yeah, so after but that... I, I we love that encounter, wonder. though. Like, immediately, I, I wasn't talking very much, but you and the other guys, like, instantly, it was kind of like in the movie Step Brothers. Did we j become just best friends? We just became best friends? Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, okay, I get top bunk. Um, and it really was that. And that's what I love about the Overwatch community is there is a mix. Yes, there are the trolls. Yes, there are the complete, complete assholes. And I, I say that word because they are. Uh, but there are also all these amazing people who know the roles they're going to play, know how they can contribute, communicate effectively, all when they're on mic, of course. And I just, I love that. I love the possibility of like, oh, I'm going to create some awesome friends tonight in this match. And that's something that Len lasts for like the, I've been playing with the same guy now for several weeks who I met in one of those pickup matches. And we made up this fake MLG pro training ground where we get people to join who are like, oh yeah, no, I want to communicate on mic. I want to be very active. It's like, yeah, you want to be a part of the Major League Gaming crew. We're not associated <laughs> with Major League Gaming at all, but we're getting good people in to get these matches on. So I don't know. I really like the pickup mentality. I really like the fact that people are solid in there. Mm -hmm. You should make a clan tag. You're going to be doing that. A clan tag? Yeah. Should we create an arcade clan tag? Ooh. Well, we can just use hashtag team arcade. Well, how can you create a clan tag in Overwatch? Oh, yeah. You can Do I have to change my username? Yeah. Actually, yeah. I, think I don't so. want to pay the $15 <laughs> yeah, to Blizzard. Have to the game again, probably. Oh. <laughs> or you can just join our upcoming Discord chat. What? What is this? <laughs> what did you just describe? John is setting up a Discord server for. Team Arcade members, and not just the ones that are featured on the website. Pretty much anybody can will be able to join in and uh, look for groups and stuff. This is true. So we have um, on the Discord chat, we have both uh, text sections as well as our voice sections. We're going to set up uh, little rooms for everybody and the types of games that they play, uh, especially if you're on a certain team or you want to set up a room for your team. You can do that on our server here coming up soon. Uh, but we have a section which is looking for group because I've realized... In Overwatch, Destiny, when I play Destiny, uh, some other titles, it's very hard for a system that doesn't have a, a particular matchmaking system or a role-based matchmaking system, because if I do the random pickup queue on Overwatch, I can't declare, oh, I'm a main heal class. You have to do that in the room, and if somebody else is like, well, I'm a Lucio or a Mercy, then you're like, well, crap, now I'm going to be thrust into something that I don't usually play as. Right. So... There's a service right now that I've been using, overwatchlf.com, which allows you to find 
other players and you can declare what your role is and your SR and all these things. But I want to have that for our community on Arcade, so we're setting up a Discord server where you just type, looking for group, this game, anybody on, and the hope is that all Arcade community members will use that Discord to find other people to play with. I want to find ways to create collabs uh, between all of you, either when you're recording or when you're not recording. Just a means to get people playing together. Does anybody else have any issues with finding groups in their games currently? No, oh, all the time. Yeah. I mean... There, you can definitely find a group, but it's not the group that you want. I kind of like the way World of Warcraft does it, where you can choose what you're going to, like, if you're going to be DPS. And I understand that in Overwatch, you can pretty much be anything, and you're going to change up. But if someone like me, I almost always play DPS, sometimes Roadhog. But when I am Roadhog, I'm pretty much DPSing. I'm usually gold in eliminations as Roadhog. All right, humble brag, I get it. But, um, but it would be helpful if I can just put, I'm a DPS, I'm looking for a group. That's a good start. I don't know where they can go from there. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. kind of how League of Legends does it, too, I think. Oh, yeah. Where you select mm, what yes. role you want to fill. Yeah. And no one ever wants to do support or tank is usually the role of everything. Mm. Um, but, you know, I am a support role. I will tank as well. I've had some really awesome Reinhardt alts in my past few days that I've been very proud of. And honestly, they were by accident, but I will play them off as if I was a pro status. <laughs> Uh, but I really hope, you know, you all will use the Discord uh, server for finding groups, uh, finding stuff online. Um, that will be live here very soon. We're going to set up a little widget on the website so you can access it. Uh, once it's up and running, we want to make sure that all of you have access to it as an extra perk of Arcade. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Um, so, I don't know. We just, you know, what else are you guys playing? Is there anything you're excited about going on in the Sphere? Oh, to wrap up Sombra, Purple Rihanna. That's it. <laughs> um, yeah, what are you guys excited about? I've been playing Dragon Quest Builders. Dragon Quest? <laughs> Wait, this? Minecraft and Dragon Quest? It universe? sounds stupid, but it's actually <laughs> extremely addictive. It's as if Minecraft was like a Dragon Quest RPG. So it has a little bit of the building element, but it has different sort of... Like, you, when you create rooms with specific items in them, they become classified as, like, a room where the NPCs can then go in and, like, build stuff in that room um, and sort of fill jobs as NPCs. So it's, it's like a town-building simulator and sort of like a Minecraft RPG at the same time. That's pretty rad. Yeah. Um, pretty addictive. So, like, the slimes will attack you. Like all the, is it, like, the characters of the universe from Dragon Quest? Yes, yes. So it's, I think it's technically, like, a prequel to the original one. I never played any of the other Dragon Quest games. I don't really know. But the, it's all the same characters, all the same monsters, and you just go around killing enemies, collecting materials, and uh, building your little base. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> you know what? I probably would play it. I'll be honest. I lost a fair amount of time to Minecraft, mm-hmm. and I'm a huge fan of Dragon Quest, Dargon Quest, uh, for those of you who remember that PR flub. Um, I would, I don't know, I think I'd play it. I, I, I would cast a vote for play it. Howard? Sure, why not? Um, I haven't been playing much else other than Overwatch, a little bit of Hearthstone. And No Man's Sky. Mm, don't talk about, <laughs> don't talk to me. <laughs> Gold. <laughs> That's fine. Something I don't care. Um, there's. Uh, <laughs> I am very excited, however, for Pokemon Sun and Moon, which comes out mm. in just about a month, almost exactly a month. Oh, so you've get? Will you give up the Pokemon Go to go for the Pokemon Gold? I gave up the Pokemon Go ages ago. I know you did. Yeah. But are you gonna just 
completely ignore it, completely moving forward in life and just ignore it as an existence and go straight to Pokemon Sun and Moon? When Generation 2 comes out, I may jump back on. But not until then. I don't, there's nothing that we've spoken about this a lot in past episodes. There's nothing that's bringing me back on a daily basis. And you're not like timid to go into another Pokemon experience because of that? No. Not at all. That's so interesting to because me. Because the, the actual Pokemon games on Nintendo 3DS are stories. Right. And it, it, it's great. But it's the same mechanism. You're just going and catching things, of which go into mm. your thingy, and then you no. t- take it to a doctor who's like, you got a lot of thingies, and you're like, ooh, is that good or bad thing? And he's like, well, you're going to need more balls for those thingies, and you're just like, all right. <laughs> you're speaking blasphemies, John. No. Pokemon is amazing. <laughs> You're going to get some flack. I know. I'm waiting for it. It's just like all the John just messing with me. (laughs) No, it's like I I will play it as well. I have um, uh, X and Y at home, and I spent a lot of time into that during the holiday season. I'm sure I'm going to spend a lot of this holiday season playing Sun and Moon, um, or one of them. I don't know which one I'd go with. Uh, But the starter Pokemon look awesome. The gameplay looks awesome. I'll do it. It seems that there's a lot more in this round than there was in the previous ones. There's all these different, obviously there's different evolutions, but there's these different game modes, and I'm coming up with a blank on all the new stuff, but there's, and there's also a noise. I don't know if you guys can hear that, but there's like... Kind of an animal. <laughs> if we've released a Pokemon in the building. I there's hear a dinosaur upstairs. I hear a Blastoise who's on his last legs upstairs. I'm sure he's fighting a Rattata. Oh, there you go. But yeah, I'm, I'm quite excited about all of it. Does it still have mega evolutions in this one? Isn't that what it's called? Mega what Ultra Evolutions. So. Whatever, like, the where, like, in the middle of a battle you can transform. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wasn't a big fan of that feature. It was know. weird because yeah. it was very different. Mm-hmm. It was but very I Street don't... Fighter Ultimate. Like, when you're pulling off your ultimate, you're just mm. like, oh, okay, here's the spam that's just going to immediately right. win the match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, hey, either way, I'm excited for that as well. I'll give it a shot. Um, I've been playing uh, Paper Mario Color Splash, Ooh. which sounds great. It's okay. So I'm gonna break it down real quick. Uh-oh. Just to, not, this isn't gonna spoil much of anything. So the main enemies are the shy guys, uh, at least so far. What I can understand are the shy guys, and they are sucking color out of the world. This is the plot of the game. You know, you'll see this in any of the trailers, stuff like that, with a straw. With so the, sounds very Nintendo like. Yeah. So you will see shy guys like in a quarter, just like, and you're just like, what is he doing in that corner? Sucking color out of the world. My mind is going in different directions. <laughs> hey, that's what I'm one. saying. It's just like, that's, that was the first color. thing. <laughs> you're just like, you, 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 you see him like trembling in the corner. There's a lot of adult humor in this game surrounding their idea of just like taking color out of the world. Um, so lots of little inside jokes. I mean, the, the writing is incredible. It reminds me a lot of Earthbound humor. So I'm enjoying that a lot. The function of how you fight in the game is what's driving me nuts in that you have cards to fight. So if you want to jump on something, if you want to hit something with your hammer, you must have a card in your deck that allows you to do that attack. Mm -hmm. And when you run out of cards, you can't do any attacks. And so rather than any RPG where you select fight, magic, run, defense, you know, usually one of those options, this is... You can run is an option, but attack is all determined on how many attacks do you have in your deck of cards. Mm-hmm. You have to color your... Okay, so here's the process. On your little controller screen, you got a card. You have to first move that card up. So you swipe up, 
Now you have to fill it with paint, because if it's not filled with paint, you can't use the card. So there's another action you have to do. Then once it's filled, you hit accept. Then you flick it off the screen, and that allows you to execute the action, of which has a timed response. So if you want to actually hit and cause effective damage, you then have to time hit it. So in order to jump on a person, I have to do one, two, three, four, five steps to have an effective hit. I'm honestly Slows not surprised. Down so much. This, this is Nintendo. They try to be original, but they just I, I can imagine they just get in a boardroom one day and they just go onto to a wall like kind of what we have here and they say, write down some ideas on how we can make this different. And they just go with all of them. Yeah, well that was the thing, is like I feel like they incorporated every element to it, and I'm just I'm waiting, I'm hoping at some point in the game. Like a shy guy will come out from slurping on a wall and just like, hey, by the way, you don't have to do all that anymore. That was just a, that was just a mechanism thing we were testing it to see how kids would react to it. You can just press A now. Oh man, I'm really hoping for that. It sounds like. Did you ever play Metal Gear Acid on no. PSP? No. Nobody had a PSP. Mm -hmm. No. Well, it had that same kind of like you had a deck of cards and you had to have a card to do like throw a grenade or shoot your pistol, but it didn't have any of the lame grindy aspects <laughs> that you're yeah. describing. So it sounds like they just took that idea made it worse, and said, good job, Nintendo, like, this is our, Basically. This is our game. Yeah, and they were just like, hey, the kids are going to love it. You get the color things, you get the cards, you collect the cards, but you got to get rid of the cards. It's kind of like Pogs that way. Remember Pogs? Oh Let's my do gosh. Pogs. And then we throw it at there, and then you have to go back and buy more of them, and maybe we can make microtransactions. They're like, nah, man, Nintendo and microtransaction doesn't work. And they're like, okay, let's pull out the microtransactions, but you still got to buy it at an item store. It is so grueling, and it's just like I streamed it for three hours last Thursday uh, on my channel. Beautiful game. Humor's great. I just want to play the game. I don't want to have to do, oh, look okay, at the mechanism, okay, do this, and it becomes very repetitive So very in fast. that three hours you were streaming, you attacked one person, right? It felt like that. I think I, in total it had to be close to, like, I don't know, maybe max of ten battles that I actually experienced. And in a role-playing game, which is a lot of fighting... That is just way too slow mm -hmm. for a three-hour broadcast. Is it beautiful? Yes. Storytelling? Awesome. Color? Awesome. Taking cards and doing all that type of stuff? Not so much. I'm getting stared at by a guy in a flannel shirt right now. I think he's the brawny salesman. <laughs> or we may be getting kicked out of our room. Oh, it's four minutes till. All right, well, let's it wrap is. it up here. Um, Color Splash, check it out. The mechanism's going to burn you out. I can guarantee it. Uh, I don't know, where can people find us on the interwebs? Uh, Fullscreenarcade.com. We were going to touch on some best practices for creators, but there are people staring at us through the window. So we're going to get out of here. Um, but fullscreenarcade.com, we have a bunch of best practices that we're going to be updating frequently. I recently wrote one on playlists and how that helps you on YouTube gaming. And Clintus does a great job with some of that stuff, so check that out. We're on Twitter at Arcade Gaming. Mm -hmm. they, can, they can tweet at us, tweet us your questions. If you have a new video that came out, be sure to submit that to us. We have a content submission form on the website, so we would love to spotlight and highlight your channel on the arcade destination. So be sure to send those in. We're looking at those constantly, and we want to make sure we highlight as many folks in the arcade community as possible, especially for those great works that you are creating out there. Uh, where can people find you individually on the Internet? Um, on Twitter, at DanHarveyZ5. It's a Counter-Strike 1.6 reference. Oh, I was, I was about that. to ask. <laughs> I was just like, I know gun game, but right. I can't think of... Z5 is the radio command for follow me. Oh. Counter-Strike I should have known that. Wow. That was, that was very deep. Player back in the day. <laughs> 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's way more impressive than than mine. You can follow uh, me, John, at uh, Kauai Guy LA. No, I'm not from Kauai. Um, it's. But you're all about the culture. I'm all about Kauai culture. Uh, so you can follow me there. And you can follow me at Pinsky. That's all I got. That's all he's got. All <laughs> I right. felt like I should have said it's something else, one. but I just kind of, you know, dozed off. They're all good. All right, everybody. Well, thanks so much for listening, and we will see you over on our arcade site. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon. See ya. Bye.